Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. Coming up, how a new program in Kansas City could help level what some call a power imbalance between landlords and tenants. Plus, political firebrand Chris Kobach is running for attorney general in Kansas. We'll get a preview of the Republican primary for that race. But first, some headlines. The U.S. Supreme Court has refused to hear an appeal by the St. Louis couple who waved guns at Black Lives Matter protesters outside their home two years ago. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. The U.S. Supreme Court declined to review the Missouri Supreme Court's discipline of Mark and Patricia McCloskey. The Missouri court had suspended their law licenses indefinitely, but put the suspensions on hold and placed the McCloskeys on probation for a year. Governor Mike Parson pardoned the couple after they pleaded guilty to misdemeanor charges related to the gun-waving incident. Last month, the Missouri Supreme Court rejected the McCloskey's request to provide pro bono legal services to Project Veritas, a right-wing media group, to satisfy a condition of their probation. Mark McCloskey is a Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate in Missouri. The demand for child care in Kansas currently outweighs the supply, causing problems for working families. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service has more. More than 100 home-based child care providers in Kansas closed during the first year of the pandemic. That's especially troubling in rural areas. A new report by state officials and Child Care Aware of Kansas shows that 21 counties have no child care slots available for infants and toddlers. 60 counties have no providers available for evening, weekend, or overnight hours. Kelly Davy-Dove of Child Care Aware says many parents lost jobs and were unable to afford child care or stayed home with children. That put pressure on smaller providers. The profit margins are already razor thin, um, but on the flip side of that coin, parents often can't afford to pay more. Kansas child care providers have received about $40 million in federal relief. Starting last week, tenants in Kansas City now have access to free legal representation in housing court. That follows a campaign from local activists and the overwhelming city council approval of an ordinance and funding for the program. KCUR's local government reporter Salisa Kalakal has been covering that issue for us. She joined me to talk about how access to free lawyers during eviction proceedings could help keep many renters in their homes. Who is this program intended to help? This law and this program is specifically to help tenants who rent in Kansas City, Missouri. So it can be uh, any of the counties in the within the municipality. And essentially, when tenants uh, receive an eviction notice and they have to go to court, uh, this will essentially provide them free legal representation so that when they show up to court uh, for their eviction case, they already have an attorney and legal help on their side to help them sort things out. And who is behind this program? So this policy was developed uh, primarily by Casey Tenants, uh, the citywide tenant union, uh, an advocacy organization. They also had help from the Heartland Center for Jobs and Freedom, the Missouri Workers Center, and Stand Up KC. So they formed this coalition to essentially push the city to actually develop a uh, what's called a right to counsel program to provide free and universal legal representation to tenants. Uh, it was presented to council December of last year, and then it was overwhelmingly passed. And then the program uh, is up and running as of June 1st of this year. 
So generally speaking, how often were tenants represented by lawyers in housing court before this program? Sure. So there's some research um, from 2006 to about 2016. Uh, there's some research at the local level that showed that only about 1.3% of tenants were actually showing up to court with an attorney, whereas on the landlord uh, side of things or the property owner side of things, they would have an attorney about 84% of the time. So it was really a large imbalance. And this uh, law and this program is meant to essentially equalize the scales. And where was that research from? So that research uh, came from the Kansas City Eviction Project, and it essentially looked at eviction cases from the years uh, 2006 to 2016. And that's affiliated with KC Tenants, right? Yes, yes. The founder of KC Tenants, Tara Raguvir, uh, that was the research that she did during that time, uh, which predates KC Tenants. So who are the lawyers who will be doing this work? Yeah, so the city actually finalized uh, contracts with three organizations to actually hire attorneys uh, to staff up this program. So the attorneys will be hired by the Heartland Center for Jobs and Freedom, Legal Aid of Western Missouri, and the University of Missouri, Kansas City. So together, those three will be hiring attorneys to essentially uh, provide legal help to tenants who need it. Was there any opposition to this program? Uh, the main opposition came from landlords and property owners in Kansas City who their argument was that it was unfair for the city to provide tenants free you know, attorneys and legal help when traditionally landlords themselves would pay for an attorney. Um, so that was their uh, kind of pushback against this uh, legislation. And how much is this program costing the city? So in the latest budget for the upcoming fiscal year 2022-2023, the city has budgeted about $2 million uh, for this program. And so far, uh, they've spent about $700,000 on forming those contracts with those legal organizations I mentioned uh, to actually hire attorneys that will staff up the program. And uh, yeah, so about $2 million is the cost, at least for this first year. And then they'll reevaluate and see if there's a need for more attorneys. And then they'll see, you know, if the cost would increase. And what impact could this have on tenants in Kansas City? Yeah, so I think it would really balance the scales. And a lot of tenants, you know, a lot of them are low income. And so for them, even getting an attorney is kind of out of the question. But now with this guarantee that they do have access to legal help, um, there's a feeling that it would actually cut down on uh, evictions because when you have a lawyer by your side, you have someone who can advocate for you, someone who can help you maybe avoid eviction in the first place, or someone that can at least help you negotiate with the landlord. That way, maybe you don't have to pay that much money, or if you do, that you pay it in a reasonable way and you're not kicked out of your house. And it's a much more humane process. Uh, that's what a lot of advocates say is it makes an inhumane process more humane. So how do people access this legal help if they need it? So people can go online uh, and fill out a form if they are facing an eviction uh, and they are a tenant in Kansas City, Missouri. There's also a hotline that folks can call and that number is 816-474-5112 and city staffers will be uh, on that hotline and they'll just ask you some questions and connect you with the help that you need. That was KCUR's Salisa Kalakal. The polarizing Chris Kobach is running for attorney general in Kansas. The Republican primary in August will test whether a state senator backed by the party's conservative establishment or a former federal prosecutor can beat the Kobach brand. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service explains what's at stake. Of the three Republican candidates, only one has high name recognition among Kansans. 
and they already know where he stands. He served two terms as a statewide official, ran for election to two other statewide offices, and often appears on cable news. Border and immigration plan, Chris Kobach. Chris Kobach joins us tonight. Uh, Chris Kobach. Chris Kobach is with me now. But Kobach will need to fend off two other Republican candidates this August, State Senator Kelly Warren and former federal prosecutor Tony Mativi. They both say Kobach is sure to lose to a Democrat. He's done it before. They point to his failures, even his scoldings in the courtroom, and his seemingly endless ambition. Despite Kobach's profile, Warren has the backing of the Kansas Republican establishment. She presents herself as a similar conservative who wants to sue the federal government and protect Kansas from woke liberals. It's all very difficult for Kansans and not our American conservative values. But she attacks Kobach for when he failed to defend the state's voter ID law in court, an issue that's defined his career. That failure cost Kansas almost $2 million in court fees. He was also ordered to take remedial law classes. He then lost the 2018 race for governor to Democrat Laura Kelly and the 2020 U.S. Senate primary. More than a dozen years earlier, he lost a run for the only congressional swing seat in Kansas. Warren, though, has never lost an election. I have been tested and I win. And the other candidate, conservative Republican, but doesn't win. But Kobach's profile from years as a favorite of conservative cable shows makes him a well-known commodity. He's also at times been close to former President Donald Trump. He led Trump's voter fraud hunt until it was scrapped, consulted Trump on immigration law, and was talked about briefly for a spot in the Trump cabinet. Maricel Walston, chair of the Johnson County Republican Party, says Kobach is known. I know in Johnson County he has a pretty large following and uh, people like what they hear from him. Kobach would surely pursue voter fraud, this time as the top lawyer for the state. He also told Republican voters during a recent debate in Pittsburgh, Kansas, that he plans to use the Attorney General's office to sue President Joe Biden for federal overreach. He says he's already sued Biden's administration twice as a private attorney over vaccine mandates. And I'll wake up every morning having my breakfast thinking about what our next lawsuit against Joe Biden is going to be. That kind of approach to government and politics built Kobach's national profile. The lawsuits also allowed Kobach to make money on the side, even when he was in public office, while refining his political brand. Michael Smith, a political scientist at Emporia State University, says Kobach operated that way while serving as the Kansas Secretary of State. He says Kobach will do that again as Attorney General. There will be a lot of hot-button issues, a lot of high-profile issues, and the man will keep himself in the news a lot. Meanwhile, Mativi says he wants to be a law enforcement official, not a politician. He has never previously run for election, but he was a prosecutor for 30 years and served in the attorney general's office 24 years ago. Mativi says Kansas needs an attorney general worrying about the law rather than living on controversy. But if you insist that your chief law enforcement official actually be a law enforcement official, I am the only candidate in the race with those qualifications. The winner will face Democrat Chris Mann, a former police officer, in November. The political consensus holds the Republican will win, but Warren and Mativi contend only Kobach could lose the general election. However, Warren and Mativi could ultimately split the opposition vote, handing the race to Kobach. Meanwhile, the race still hasn't heard from Trump. He's endorsed Kobach before. Everybody get out and vote for my friend Chris Kobach. On election day, please. The Kansas primary is August 2nd. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Dylan Lyson in Lawrence. KCUR's Kansas News Service reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. You can find more at ksnewsservice.org.
This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Dylan's story about the Kansas Attorney General's race and Lisa's coverage of legal help for tenants, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news stories from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear why Missouri's Witness Protection Program has used only a fraction of its multi-million dollar budget. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.